0: Welcome to NFP's Insights from the Experts podcast. Each episode showcases timely expertise and perspective from members of the NFP community, delivering information, analysis, and solutions that address our clients' most significant challenges.
1: Well, hello and welcome to NFP's Insights with the Experts podcast, uh, the innovation edition. This is Mark Ryder, head of innovation at NFP, and I am joined today and happy to be joined by Susan Van Klink from The League. How are you doing, Susan?
0: I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks for having me. I
1: appreciate you carving out some time uh, during these crazy days uh, that we call the the COVID pandemic days, have us all locked in. So hopefully we'll get some more uh, listenership, so so to speak, on our podcast as people are uh, uh, passing the time and uh, I'm excited about the conversation that we're going to have today. Before we get started and talk about the league, how about we uh, help our audience get to know a little bit more about Susan? maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background, where you came from. Uh, it seems like you have, you have a pretty interesting uh, path uh, that took you some HRS technology that I'm very familiar with having come from that side of the business so maybe you can share a little bit with our, our audience.
0: Sure, love to. I have spent almost my entire career uh, in HR, first as a practitioner as a, uh, on the talent acquisition side, uh, worked in a couple of different uh, external recruiting agencies and then also worked in-house uh, at Bell Canada, uh, implemented a, uh, the, one of the very first SaaS-based recruiting solutions for them and through that experience ended up uh, finding my way to and joining a brand new company, virtually unknown at the time called RecruitSoft, uh, uh, which went on to become Taleo. Mm. So I was very fortunate to join them early days uh, with you know, sort of within the first six months of starting, uh, less than a million in revenue. And I was with them for seven years. Wow. Uh, when I left, we were public. We were about $150 million in revenue. And I'd had a series of management and executive roles uh, across that company. So it was a great experience. It was my first software experience. And I fell in love with this marriage of, you know, sort of what what human resources can do for the organization and what technology can do for human resources. And I've spent my career uh, on you know sort of finding that balance ever since i've joined companies like success factors so i ran uh, their emerging product line for them for four years um, uh, solutions like learning and core hris uh, recruiting again and workforce planning and analytics uh, did a stint as a general manager at success finder which was an assessment based company And my last role before joining League uh, was as the Chief Revenue Officer at a Bay Area company called Checkster, which is all around how do you use um, decision or or for reference checking, how do you really use um, collective insights for decision support? So sourcing a broad base of input on a candidate to make a better talent decision um, so, and then I joined League and I joined League a year ago. Oh. Uh, fascinating Toronto based. Happy anniversary.
1: Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you. So, uh, fascinating Toronto based company bringing uh, health technology, health benefits technology to uh, employers across North America. And we have been uh, growing at an amazing clip and uh, companies have a need for what we're bringing to market, which is really this idea of a health operating system, a way to bring together all the disparate uh, pieces of the equation as it relates to health and benefits. so awesome. Here I am.
1: Great yeah no I'm they're, they're lucky to have you I mean I tell you that that uh, run that you had there with uh, your first company. it's not too often you get started with a startup and you see it all the way through. Uh, to going public, so that's a pretty cool, pretty cool ride, and not one that many can point to because there's a gazillion. I know in my role, we wind up talking <laughs> with a ton of startups, and
0: yeah. they all have awesome. The odds are the, against you. Odds, That's for sure. For sure.
1: So, so let's unpack uh, the legal a little bit, and and the value prop. Um, you talk about it. I, I think some of what you described, many of our audience. Uh, certainly the ones that are, you know, in the brokerage community or HR professionals, you know, might associate what you described as a Ben admin platform. But in fact, the league isn't, I don't know if you would categorize yourself as that because transactions and whatnot aren't necessarily a hundred percent completed within uh, the solution. So can you, can you talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, the value prop and, and, and where you fit in that, you know, Ben Admin ecosystem, uh, the partners you have and, and, and or, you know, where you fit in, what we'll call just the general HRS, HR technology ecosystem, uh, even stepping up higher from
0: Ben Admin. Absolutely. So, you know, at League, we uh, really believe that our mission is to empower people to live healthier, happier lives every day. And we believe that employers should demand and, more importantly, should get more, from the massive healthcare investment that they make to improve the health and well being of their people. And this can only happen, Mark, if we are able to bring together all the critical elements of health benefits and well being onto a single platform. And so, as such, we've built uh, a group of technologies, including but not. Ex- um, not only benefits administration, but really leading with our um, uh, cutting edge technology called HBX, which is health benefits experience. It's really the front door to health. It's you know sort of mobile, it's digital, it, it connects all the different pieces of the equation together for the user. And it does it in a way that helps empower them on their health journey. So we think benefits are important. They're key criteria through which people view their um, their health, and it's it's a big part of their their healthcare lens. Um, but we also believe that in order to bend the cost curve and to reduce the amount that companies are spending on benefits, that people need to have a better benefits experience, and they need to have ways to start to engage with their health that will take them down the the path towards proactive health care. So it's very egalitarian. It's a solution meant to be used by everyone uh, from those who are healthiest to those who are perhaps dealing with an illness and need critical support. Uh, It's physical health and mental health. Um, but it's really providing people with access to all the different aspects of health and benefits in one place.
1: So so would it be fair to say, you know, applying personalization um, to an individual's experience as opposed to what, you know, maybe over the years has been more of a, we're going to treat everybody uh, the same.
0: and uh, 100%.
1: Gotcha. But if I'm not mistaken... And there are some companies out there that are that are pushing towards personalization. It's not necessarily although it can be enhanced by claims uh, access to claims data that That's not a requirement, right I mean I, if I remember correctly, there's a lot that goes into the platform around just creating a profile on an individual through their feedback and interacting with the system.
0: Um, exactly. So we brought <clears throat> a lot of um, AI concepts and have a lot of data scientists working on the platform to look at all the different types of data that we can bring together into this health system of record, so that the the solution starts to get to know the person, both by how they're you know how they self-identified on their own health assessment questionnaire. Also claims data can feed that, but it's, as you said, it's not required. There's also then how they interact with the system. So we have a life market where people can go and get access to uh, uh, ideas for healthier living and health programs that can help them move the needle. As they interact with those different offerings, they'll start, the, the system will start to get to know them and further personalize for them based on their health risks as well as their health interests, as well as their benefit patterns. What are the types of um, programs we should be offering up to them? We've also had incredible uh, success in getting people to use what companies have invested in. So as an example, One of our partners is Inkblot, which is um, a virtual mental health solution. And after implementing Inkblot uh, League, sorry, for only a month, Inkblot usage in a particular customer went up um, 3X over what it had been before. So helping people find the resources that they need when they need them surfacing to them things that the the system identifies as being relevant or helpful at a given time. People that are starting to family plan, for example, uh, getting them into prenatal programs and things like that. So it's being very proactive with your health, but being, it's almost like a, you know, Netflix suggests or, you know, Amazon suggests type capability, but for your health.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I I speak quite a bit in in a number of different settings, and always talk about that personalization and and how it's being demanded, you know, by the buyer, and it's all about the employee experience. And if you look at what's happening out there with Haven, um, with Amazon, and and you know, J.P. Morgan and Berkshire Hathaway, or you see how you know Walmart expands into and Google's investment in data, you can see how that's continuing, and they're their companies have obviously been successful with what they've done and they've created a platform. And it seems as if that platform is extending into our space and is doing that. So with that individualization and that personalization approach. So I think you're all spot on with, with where you're going. <clears throat> Talk to me a little bit. You mentioned about ink spot and did I say that right? It's ink spot,
0: correct? Ink blot. Ink-blot. Well, I
1: wanted yeah. to say blot and then I said spot. So <laughs> sorry to the, to the folks over at ink blot. Um, is the platform, uh, BYOP uh, or B or or can we uh, or is your system already so I say bring your own platform, right? And and solution or do you have uh, you know a suite of solutions that you've already partnered with uh, to offer a customer so that you're controlling the or uh, I, don't, I don't mean controlling it in a bad way but providing a a single source to be able to aggregate but also contract with these solutions or. What's the model there? Or is it a combination of both? It depends upon that.
0: It is a combination of both because first off, and Mark, you know this from okay. years in the industry, it's, it's a very complex and fragmented space. For sure. And companies have already invested in solutions themselves that they like and, and have vetted. And they want to make those solutions more accessible to their employees and more used by their employees that's why they invested in them there's a business case for every one of those solutions that they've gone out and invested in but in some cases we have uh, clients and prospects that haven't yet found the right solution and we offer pre-integrated pre-approved partners that they can use in those cases so it's a um, I think it's a a beautiful blend of the two models, which is open architecture. We don't try to tell you what solution to use. And if you already have one, we'll plug into that. But we're also able to provide a solution if if a company doesn't have one yet uh, to solve a given problem. And we really look at, at it across, you know, sort of the key um, elements of health and how, you know, sort of where we want uh, to provide support, whether it be cardiovascular, uh, diabetes, hypertension, uh, mental health. Um, We have programs, we partner with the Cleveland Clinic uh, who happens to be our chief medical officer Hmm. uh, and helps with our program development. Um, And we also um, have partnered with Best in Class third-party systems, uh, especially in the area of of virtual health, which is so important. And then we plug into um, the insurance provider programs as well. So, you know, a lot of insurance companies have invested a lot in programs that um, have shown efficacy. And if that's the case, then we can help connect people to those programs as well.
1: Gotcha. I mean, listen, as the as the options continue to expand and more and more platforms come to market, I think a, you know a tool that helps to aggregate and direct and play traffic cop and get people where they need to be, the right, the right product to the right person at the right time uh, is certainly needed. And you see, you can see that with uh, the growth of some other platforms that play in that space as well. Talk to me a little bit about. I want to go back to that virtual nature and some of the way you're engaging with the individuals, but. Before we do that, let's talk about the like where you sit in. Let's say I'm modeling out um, my employee's engagement with our HRS system and our Ben Admin system, and where you plug in. I know that there's a partnership out there with Workday, I believe, and and potentially some others. So talked about like where the league sits, um, not only from an employer perspective, but really more of how one as an employee gets to the league, is it a a tool that layers over top and the engines are below it? How do the elections to get enrolled in these platforms get facilitated? Kind of the piping, if we can talk about that.
0: Absolutely. So as I said, we are open architecture, uh, and we have – we are Workday certified. Workday is uh, one of our – HCM partners and we have a a deep partnership with them. And And then we partner with many other Ben admin solutions in the space. So really we're not trying to force people off of systems that they have, they like, they use. We're looking to layer an experience over top of existing systems in some cases, some of our clients and prospects don't have the systems in place like a Ben Admin solution. And then we have a Ben Admin solution that we can offer. But it's really, um, we see ourselves in the business of creating an amazing uh, uh, health benefits experience for people and then bringing the pieces of the, the health operating system together in a meaningful way for the client. And so through integrations, uh, we will integrate with the HRIS, we will integrate with payroll, uh, we will integrate with other third-party providers. Um, And as as I've said, if there are situations where someone's looking for a new solution, we have a preferred partnership or capabilities ourselves to meet that need uh, if if the company is looking for that. So we really try to be tailored in our approach to every prospect in terms of what it is, the problem that they're looking to solve uh, and what we can bring to the table to help them solve that problem.
1: Interesting. Uh, you know, it's something that just came to mind here. Um, I don't think we've ever talked about this, but you're a, a Canadian-based company. Um mm-hmm. We see a lot of employers that are trying to uh, put in unified, I'll call it uh, you know, enterprise-wide platforms for benefits. And with globalization, they have employees in, in a variety of countries, and we have a lot of clients that are cross border, Canada and the U.S., um, I'm assuming, you know, it's a little different in Canada based on the delivery of healthcare uh, in in Canada versus the States, but I'm assuming the platform extends to both uh, in the same fashion. Uh, can, can you talk about the differences between the business in the States and the business in Canada?
0: Absolutely. I can tell you that um, cross-border is one of our specialties. Uh, we have an office in Chicago. We have an office in Toronto, Toronto. We have employees across the U.S. Um, that specialize in the U.S. healthcare market, and we bring a solution that really bridges um, all of a client's needs across North America. We also have global clients, this idea of one unified experience uh, with different plans and providers and um and capabilities underneath. So it's a very tailored, personalized experience per employee group. And that employee group could be white collar versus blue collar. It could be retail versus head office. It could be Canada versus the U.S. versus the U.K. as an example. It could be um, plan related. So some might be on a high deductible plan. And some might be in the in the Cadillac version of of you know um, everything's covered. So it's really a um, and and we manage all of those different groups and constituents so they have a very personalized experience and they get to experience the their benefits in their way. So it really is a. Uh, uh, a a highly personalized, highly tailored uh, implementation. Surprisingly, that is quite lightweight. We can actually get a company live uh, in just a couple of weeks on the initial platform and and over the course of a couple of months, bring in that level of personalization. Um, But it really is about making the journey and the experience relevant to each user and not make each user have to fight their way to find the information that's relevant to them.
1: That's great. I mean, I know that that's a struggle sometime with employers that have that cross-border business to try to bring a similar experience uh, to their workforce. And and um, I'm sure there's people out there that have some, some if they're on the broker side, have some clients in mind. And if they're the client's sitting, sitting there saying, wow, I've been looking for this for a while. So that, that's great. Um, before we wind up, uh, you know, land in the plane here and, and heading on our way, I want to talk a, a little bit about, I know that uh, your organization and, and many other organizations we've uh, interacted with have really, you know, pivoted to help employers with their, you know, return to work strategy and really trying to help support them. Maybe not something that was on the roadmap, you know, just a few short months ago, but is something that employers have found to be very valuable with a lot of their partners having pivoted their platform to help with assessments, to help with. um... Mark. Mark, you kind of cut out on me there for
0: a second.
1: I'm back. I'm going to, I'm going to redo that question again, and then we'll be able to clip this. So just to to pivot a little bit before we wind up um, you know, signing off for today, I want to talk a little bit around return to work strategies and what your organization has done to pivot a bit and help employers that, um, you know, that that may not have been on the roadmap a a short three months ago, but now, uh, you know, employers are finding to be very valuable resources that folks like you and the InsureTech community have brought to the table. Can you uh, elaborate a little bit on on your platform and, and how you've um, you know, again, pivoted or accelerated a roadmap to, to help out during these times? 100%.
0: You know, when, um, when coronavirus first became known uh, in the North American marketplace, and it, it, it you know, sort of grew so quickly to kind of change all of our lives, the first thought we had at League was, how can we help? right? How can we help people that are whose lives have been turned upside down, access to um, health care has been uh, changed significantly. And we we instantly moved into a uh, 90 day, you know, uh, free trial, not trial, 90 day free offering for people just to give people access to information access to resources, access to support, to be able to deal with whatever they were dealing with um, mentally, physically, and, and so on. We have since at the ask of our customers um, built technology and built solutions for managing the complexity of, of how, do you, how do you help people move safely back into the office? or back into the workplace. So this idea of attestation and understanding, you know, sort of if people should or could come back to work, if they have pre-existing health conditions that perhaps you don't know about as an employer that would make you recommend they not come back into an office situation, uh, if they're showing signs or symptoms, the you know sort of really understanding if someone should or could be in the office. Uh, what a lot of companies are thinking about right now is the logistics of managing that. But then there's the the, the secondary piece, which is if you have somebody who gets a you know sort of a, a red or a yellow, this is you know you should probably not come into the office, or you should probably get tested for COVID nineteen based on your uh, answers to the questions and or other things in our platform we can then navigate them to the right uh, care solutions to make sure that they have the support they have access to people who can answer their questions get them to the right testing center and or you know sort of uh, provide for their other uh, mental or physical needs. So we've really built this um, solution that takes care of, how do you know if someone's okay to return to work? How do you know if they should return to the workplace? And then ultimately, what can you do to support them if for any reason the answer to that question is no? Um, And then we also have uh, customers across the US and Canada who have made the decision that they're not trying to bring people back to an office, that they've either gone 100% virtual or they're planning to stay virtual for some period of time. And that creates a whole different need on the part of their employees in how they interact with their health and benefits. And how they they manage their uh, well being during this time, and so we have a, a suite of solutions around that as well. So it's really something that we've built to help companies navigate these really treacherous waters and make sure they do it well and safely. Uh, and what we're seeing as we get into you know phase two and phase three of reopening is flare ups. And really being able to tell employers, you know, sort of if if their uh, building or their workplace is in a hot zone, if it's safe to start to think about bringing people back, based on region and locale. So there's all sorts of solutions that we've built that really help solve this complex problem for employers, so that they can make these decisions safely and take a lot of the manual burden out of it. We've had conversations with prospects and customers where they are literally trying to, to manage this w- through phones and dialing mm-hmm. and talking to people and manual interventions. And at some point that just doesn't scale and, and the whole contact tracing and how do you you know sort of know who's had contact with whom Those are all things you have to be thinking about. You have to have a solution for. We're doing everything that we can to help people bring, to keep their workers safe and to make sure that they have the support they need through these really turbulent turbulent times.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, keeping the workforce safe and healthy is certainly taking on a whole new context. And uh, I I like to use the phrase that the the buyers, their habits have uh, advanced uh, probably five, six years in the last, you know, 10 plus weeks. And uh, yes. I'm sure that has um, driven some of your pipeline or some of your conversations because it's no longer really a nice to have or a convenience or, to be honest with you, much of the solutions of moving into the virtual nature are not even needing to be proven out from an ROI as they were before. It's, 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 it's nice to have that but it's more of a necessity. If we're going to operate and we're going to continue to support our employees, we need to have virtual, um, you know, options, not only to educate and communicate, but also to uh, to just have them help them with, you know, doctor visits and, and getting healthy. So certainly a, a time where your platform is needed. And, I'm, and, and I love, I, I look at the the way the pivots and I think it's you know, it's not taking advantage of an opportunity, but uh, from adversity drives opportunity. And I think uh, you guys are sitting in a great spot. I'll also say, uh, I think, you know, our industry, um, you, you focused a ton on user experience. And that's, I think, a huge opportunity in the Ben Admin space. I think there's been a lot of players that have been uh, out there for some time and the, the normal options that people would look at, some of them are doing a better job than others of of pivoting their solution to become more personalized in nature. But I, I, I don't think anybody has gotten it 100% figured out. And I think if you want to talk about one of the things we look at for companies coming to our lab, are they solving for a big problem? And I think you certainly are solving for a big problem in the lack of personalization that is out there, uh, from a systems perspective. So kudos for you for finding that problem and, 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 and helping to solve for it. So let's, uh, let's close in, in figuring out or getting the folks some information on how they might be able to learn more about the league. Can you give off your, you know, your website, um, you know, anything that you might be promoting over the next few weeks or months to get them connected with webinars, conferences, or, or even your personal information, uh, via the company, if you're interested or, or, or open to sharing
0: one one hundred percent so our um, our website is league dot com so know the if you put the in the league you'll get a very different uh, 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 internet search response so it's league dot com uh, and there's forward slash ca and forward slash u s depending on which country. Uh, that you're uh, contacting us from. Okay. My contact information is uh, Susan Van Klink, and uh, easiest is just SVK. So Susan Van Klink, SVK at league.com. Uh, and in terms of, uh, as I mentioned, we do have a Chicago office uh, that U.S.-based um, and if peers can reach out to, and then uh, we have obviously our Canadian based office uh, and all of that is on our website um, and salesatleague.com will get you in touch with somebody that can help as well. So uh, it's, we, we live in a very distributed model and uh, we've got somebody to, to field incoming requests and make sure they get to the right place.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, super excited about what you are doing uh, as an organization. Uh, best of luck to you, and 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 thank you again for taking the time and carving out the time to spend with us today. Really appreciate it. Really enlightening, and, and hopefully our folks on the other end, um, you know, have found this to be interesting and reach out to you to follow up.
0: That's super, Mark. Thanks for having me on today, and good luck through these crazy times, and and look forward to hearing more. Um, and and connecting more with with everyone. Thank you. You,
1: you as well. Be well. Cheers.
0: Okay. Bye bye.